Welcome to the ECA podcast. We discuss the biggest issues in the electrotechnical sector with the industry's leading voices. We encourage you to join the conversation. Send your comments and ideas to podcast at eca.co.uk and help us bring excellence in electrotechnical and engineering services to you. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the ECA podcast. I'm Omar and I'll be your host for today. In this episode, we are diving into the 18th edition of the Wiring Regulations, or BS 7671, which was published on the 2nd of July this year. The regulations will come into full effect on the 1st of January 2019. So with me today, I've got Gary Parker, ECA Technical Support Engineer. Also with me, Richard Giddings, ECA's Technical Manager for Electrical. Hi guys. Hello. So the wiring regulations, first of all, for anyone listening who might not be totally familiar with with what they are, the essential publication for electricians, electrotechnical engineers, is is that correct? Very much so. You know, talk to any electrician, even guys relatively new into the industry, to many it's seen as the Bible, not only to electricians who install, but also to designers. So getting into the 18th edition, Possibly the the biggest question on on people's minds, why do they change so frequently? They change typically every three years. The main reason is our UK wiring regs are based on international standards which are published through IEC and through Senelec. Those international standards, though unlike our standard, are published as separate chapters or separate books and they are changing all the time. It's almost like the tide building up behind a, a dam. There comes a time, typically every three years when our all-in-one book Mm -hmm. has to include all those relevant changes. The other two areas are we live in a a very fast-paced changing world particularly Mm -hmm. with technological issues, smart technology, energy efficiency drives, that in itself is responsible for quite a few changes. Mm -hmm. We also have to learn and live with lessons learned, things such as you know Grenfell which will no doubt affect future wiring regs and building regs but equally other things you know that have been problematic in the past. There are many issues and examples where regs have obviously had to change based on you know dare I say it things that have gone wrong. Gary would you agree with Richard's analogy of water building up behind a dam? Absolutely yeah, yeah. there's a good opportunity to fix some areas that do need improving as well mm-hmm. and as Rich says the technology moving on mm-hmm. is also an important thing the standards change to reflect new ways that we build buildings. Compared to the previous edition, the 17th, it's a, the 18th, I think it's a 650-page document, quite hefty. Mm-hmm. So if, if you could break that down for members, what, what are the key changes that you'd want them to be aware of? Well, there's probably half a dozen or so major changes that are going to impact everybody. And there's lots and lots of changes that will impact a few people. But probably some of the more prominent ones are there's a collection of new definitions, there's some updated requirements on surge protection devices or SPDs, there's a new requirement to consider arc fault detection devices or AFDDs, there's some changes to the supporting of cabling within buildings and there's a bit more emphasis on protective devices being selected properly in terms of selectivity as well as some changes within the special occasion section. In combination with those big hitters that Gary's mentioned, there are an awful lot of editorial changes. One of the issues is that um, because we've had to follow international standards, we have to make sure that the words in our regs follow the wording. Mm -hmm. Some of the wording has to be adapted for the UK parlance and the understanding of it. Another big issue that has come about in the 18th, which has sort of gone through a very much consultation process and is 
probably going to see more changes in the future is that on the concept of energy efficiency. Up until the 18th, the wiring ropes was purely a safety document fire and electric shock arising from electrical installation. The issues with energy efficiency um, we've had to now include what will be an appendix, an informative annex. There was talk that there would be a whole new section on it. Consultation with the industry, particularly ECA members who are always able to have full input to how the regs are shaped through the work we do, as well as other prominent faces in, in the industry, did pick up the issue that it wasn't really the right place. That discussion and argument is still going on in the background. So the energy efficiency requirements are in the 18th, but at the moment amount to no more than about three or four pages as an annex for information. So this uh, appendix on energy efficiency, it was proposed as a as section eight, wasn't a it? A big section eight, yeah, which, which yeah, at one time was almost 40 plus pages. Right, I see. Um, it sounds horrendous, but in fairness, and nothing in there was really new. Mm -hmm. A good designer, you know, designing things properly, yeah. in many cases, would have been doing all those things, should have been doing those things for years. It's just that it was in a new area to see it written, which was yeah. unusual to see it in the wiring regs. So Gary, would you say that's uh, the, the biggest or most controversial change in this edition, or are there others as well that were notable or perhaps disputed? There's certainly others, Omar. One of the biggest is possibly the inclusion of arc fault detection devices, mm. AFDDs. Definitely. These are a relatively new product to the UK, but they have been used in the United States and in other parts of Europe for some time. And due to the harmonisation work that Rich mentioned previously, we've had to adopt them into our UK standard. There is a wee bit of controversy surrounding them as to how they will function, how they will work, how they will indeed fit into our, um, our traditional systems. But at the moment, they're only last listed as a recommendation, so they're just something to be considered. considered. It's the magic mm. word. It's, it can lead to many issues, because normally the wiring regs are very prescriptive. Mm. They use the word shall, mm -hmm. um, which effectively means something has to be done. But to see a wiring reg that says, shall be considered, puts a designer or an installer in a very awkward position. Another area that was quite controversial, which is was that of supplementary earthing batteries or foundation earthing. There were various reasons why uh, proposals were being put forward to effectively on all installations have additional earth electrodes, even those that were provided with what we'll call an electricity board earth. Various politics behind it, various proposals, that side of things has not come into the 18th. Uh, mm -hmm. but again, as with energy efficiency, expect to see more of that in probably three years time. There is, um, there is some additional info in the requirements for electric vehicles as well, Rich, which is uh, yes, growing. probably not controversial at the moment, but you know, when people start reading it, what is a comparatively simple job of installing a circuit uh, for an electric vehicle has now had certain words removed and altered, which will mean there are certain implications that have to be taken on board, such as the type of RCD, the type of socket, and very much so the type of earthing that is used in certain vehicle applications for charging, particularly outside buildings. So um, all these changes, you, you'll be coaching members on these throughout the, the roadshows. What can members expect? It should be a good event. There'll be, uh, there'll be a, a raft of presentations and information coming from ECA and uh, third-party specialists as well. And we'll, we'll try and hit all the major highlights and go through the details and what it's likely to mean to designers, installers and, and to end users as well.
We'll be right back after this short break. I'd like to remind our listeners that they can find out more about the 18th edition and our ECA Project 18 roadshow taking place around the country in July at eca.co.uk forward slash project 18. That's eca.co.uk forward slash project 18. Do you want to make creating risk assessments easier and more effective? ERAMS is ECA's online risk assessment and method statement tool that allows any type of contractor to create, amend, store and print general activity-based risk assessments and method statements. ERAMS is free to ECA members and very competitively priced to other businesses. Find out more at eca.co.uk forward slash ERAMS. That's eca.co.uk forward slash ERAMS. Welcome back to the ECA podcast. I'm here with Gary Parker and Shin Giddings talking about the biggest changes to the 18th edition of the wiring regulations. Gary, Richard, what kind of training is is available to ECA members uh, that they can use to get up to date and make sure they have everything in place to comply with the new edition when it comes into effect next year? Well, probably the first port of call is our roadshows. Um, the 13 free roadshows that we're doing throughout the country for ECA members which will discuss the major changes, will give a very good insight into what is required and how to comply to it, along with the series of guides that ECA are producing about the major changes and some of the more subtle changes that they may miss. The website has got many technical publications, again free for members. They range in size from simple two-page bulletins, you know, on short snappy subjects, into in more depth application guides or guidance notes. We have produced within ECA a number of guides covering all the main changes and they're all there free for members to download. Along with the guides is uh, a range of comprehensive model certificates as well, which ECA have produced, not just for 7671, but for other relevant standards, 5266, 5839 and the likes, and they'll be available free for any ECA member to use. We've also got a new surge protection calculator that we have provided for ECA members to help with the changes to the requirements for surge protection. The the, the maths behind it can sometimes be a little bit intimidating, so we've made a, a friendly, easy-to-use calculator that's on the website for members to use to determine whether surge protection is needed or not. And to complement that, we've got probably one of our longest, most in-depth guides that we've produced to date, working in conjunction with a well-known manufacturer of surge protection devices, which breaks down the requirements, gives background information and practitioner simple-to-follow advice on what the issues are and how they need to be taken on board so touching on uh, training for a moment do you get a lot of questions from members about you know how do i get trained up what options are available well there's the usual and the typical routes of the city and guilds el or logic certification recognized qualifications but one route is a deal that eca have got for members via jtl details of which are available on the website or through the regional uh, offices so thinking more about clients now or um, so basically anyone hiring an electrical contract of course they won't have any knowledge of the wiring regulations what can they do to make sure they're hiring a, a competent up-to-date compliant contractor take on board an ECA member I mean we would say that of course but obviously an ECA member has to prove 
and demonstrate his competence and his qualifications and his ability to do the work, either through our assessment process or through other routes that we often refer to as deemed to satisfy. So does the 18th edition of the wiring regulations only affect electricians? Not at all. It must be remembered that the wiring regulations affect installations up to a thousand volts single phase could be three phase it equally applies to buildings but those buildings it doesn't differentiate between particularly with the medium and larger types of building very often in those cases the actual design of the electrical installation will have been done by separate parties to those that install what are the preferred options for self-learning anybody undertaking any uh, self-learning just make sure that they get the right information and not base it on draft that yes. was now uh, defunct thank you for listening to this episode of the eca podcast about the 18th edition with gary parker and richard giddings make sure to subscribe to our rss feed give us five stars on itunes like us on soundcloud and share the podcast on social media see you next time thank you for listening to the eca podcast to continue the conversation or ask questions which may feature in the future podcast episodes, send your comments and ideas to podcast at eca.co.uk. Until the next episode, visit www.eca.co.uk where you can learn more about ECA and the services our team provides. That's www.eca.co.uk.